Good morning, everyone. Happy Mother's Day to all of you mothers, and uh, this is a great day, but it's also, of course, uh, a difficult day for some, and uh, this is my uh, first Mother's Day without my mother, Laura, who passed away this past December, so um, I thought Michelle Schrock on Facebook this morning said it really well, so I'm just going to read what she said. She thanked her mother, Linda, of course, and then she said, also praying for anyone who has lost their mom, mothers trying to have children and are struggling, as well as single mothers who are doing a wonderful job loving and giving their children the best life. So I thought that was well said, Michelle. And, uh, you know, uh, we have wonderful women and wonderful mothers in this church, but we also have wonderful kids, right? That, that video was just a blessing to see uh, all the kids' willingness to share and be a part of that video. I saw something this uh, week that pertained to Mother's Day, and uh, um, it was about this school teacher who was giving her uh, second grade, it's not a big deal, Eric, I can just look up here to make sure that I'm advancing the slides, but uh, anyway, it was this uh, third grade teacher who was uh, giving her students a lesson on the magnet and what it does. And so the next day in a written test, she included this question. It said, my full name, let's see if, there we go. My full name has six letters. The first one is M. I'm strong and attractive. I pick up things. What am I? When the tests were returned, the teacher was astonished to find that almost 50% of the students answered mother <laughs> to that instead of magnet. <laughs> So uh, I thought that was awesome, and of course, may the, may the Lord bless all of you mothers uh, who are all those things and so much more. Our scripture text this morning is found in 1 Peter 3, if you want to turn there in your Bibles with me. Uh, our Explore Life group uh, that meets twice a month has recently been looking at the life of Paul and Peter and how committed they were to, to their faith and to the Lord Jesus Christ. And so both of them are wonderful examples for us. And of course, what they have written for us in the New Testament are definitely things that we need to pay attention to and uh, be reminded of in our walk with Jesus today. So I'm going to be reading verses 13 through 18, actually, of 1 Peter 3 this morning. And this is going to be from the New Living Translation. Now my clicker's not working either. Thank you. Now, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you suffer for doing what is right, God will reward you for it. So don't worry or be afraid of their threats. Instead, you must worship Christ as lo the Lord of your life. And if someone asks you about the hope your hope as a believer, always be ready to explain it. But do this in a gentle and respectful way. Keep your conscience clear. Then if people speak against you, you will, they will be ashamed when they see what a good life you live because you belong to Christ. 
Remember, it is better to suffer for doing good, if that is what God wants, than to suffer for doing wrong. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home to God. He suffered physical death, but he was raised to life in the spirit. Story has been told. Can you just push the reprogram thing on my? Uh, you did already? Okay. There we go. A story's been told about a water bearer in India who had two large pots, both hung on the ends of a pole which he carried across his neck. One of the pots had a, crock, a crack in it, while the other pot was perfect and always delivered a full portion of water. At the end of the long walk from the stream to the house, the cracked pot always arrived half full. The poor cracked pot was ashamed of its own imperfection and miserable that it was only able to accomplish only half of what it had been made to do. After two years of what it perceived to be bitter failure, it spoke to the water bearer one day by the stream. I'm ashamed of myself. I want to apologize to you. I've been able to deliver only half of my load because this crack in my side causes water to leak all of the way back to your house. Because of my flaws, you've had to do all of this work and you don't get the full value from your efforts. The man said to the pot, did you notice that there were flowers only on your side of the path home? but not on the other pot's side. That's because I've known all along about your flaw. And I planted flower seeds on your side of the path. And every day while we walk back, you've watered them. For two years, I've been able to pick these beautiful flowers to decorate my table and bless many other people. Without you being just the way you are, there would not be this beauty to grace my home and to bless other people. The moral of, of the story is this. God can use cracked pots. God can use imperfect people to do good in this world and to make a difference. The question that Peter starts with here in this passage is, who will want to harm you if you are eager to do good? The question seems to, to really point to a logical concept that if we do good to people, if we are nice to people, if we do the right things, then everybody's just going to love us and support us and, you know, we can enjoy the blessings of life. That's how it should be. But we know that that isn't always the way things go. What Peter is saying here is that doing good and sharing the love of Jesus with others, that's always the best course for our life. But it doesn't always bring out the best response. 
in other people. More often than not, doing good does bring good into your life. And it brings blessings to others. And as we see in that story about the cracked pot, God can use us to do good even if we aren't perfect or even if we have experienced our own challenges in this life. But as Peter knows and we all know, there are some people who are not always excited about the good news we have to share or the good news or the good things that we try to do. And Peter says this, he says, even if you suffer for doing what is right, God is going to reward you for it. Peter was writing this, of course, during a time when there was a lot of persecution. And that was a real threat for the early church during the time that he wrote these words. People were being persecuted and killed for their faith in Jesus. And in some cases, even for their attempts just to do good for other people. And so, so Peter is encouraging them to, to stay on the path of Jesus and to continue to do good, even if that means that suffering is going to be a part of it. He says, God will reward you. We don't have to, you know, suffer for our faith or our beliefs as much as some have through the centuries. But in some countries, even today, persecution and death, it's real for them. In fact, I heard recently that persecution of the Christian church around the world is higher today than it's ever been. And, you know, it's just hard for us to realize that because it's not happening necessarily to us in such dramatic ways. I think it's always good for us as Christians to stay, uh, in, uh, stay up current on ministries like Voice of the Martyrs that's out there. There's some others that are trying to help the persecuted church and make their stories known to the rest of the world. We need to pray for them, of course. And on our bulletin board down in the foyer here at church, uh, we actually have a map showing where, where much of that suffering is happening today in our world. But that doesn't mean that, that we don't face difficulties in living out our faith today in the United States. In fact, it is becoming more and more difficult each and every year. I don't think I need to list all the challenges that we are facing these days because we know them. You know them. But what is Peter saying to us today about those challenges? I mean, it really boils down to several things. First, we need to do good to people, and we need to see the good in people. And we need to show them the hope of Jesus. There's so much loneliness and despair in our world these days that people need to know about the hope and the new life that can be found in Jesus Christ. In fact, Peter says, if people notice this hope and this difference about your life, 
then you are supposed to tell them about Jesus and why you have that hope in him. And that's verse 15 here. Actually, uh, verse 16 is a good follow-up to that. Uh-oh. Went too, too far there. We need to go back one. Okay. Verse 16 is a good follow-up. It says, uh, it says, we are to tell them about the hope that we have, but we are to do it in a gentle and respective way. Peter says that we need to, to keep our conscience clear and not behave in ways that Jesus would not approve of. Now, unfortunately, today, some Christians become very dogmatic and unkind in their attempts to speak the truth. They think they are doing good when in reality, what they are doing is more harm than good. And of course, you know, Jesus is our perfect example on how to handle the truth and how to share it with others. He did it in a gentle and respectful way, as Peter is encouraging us to do here. And that's one of the things I like about The Chosen, which is the popular video drama series out right now. I like that, that Jesus is portrayed in that way. And, you know, that's how you get people to listen to you. It's not by shouting at them, holding up posters about them, and pouring out condemnation on them. It is loving them and showing them the hope that you have in Jesus. A hope that they can have as well. And so this is how we, as Christians, can find joy and happiness and contentment in life by having faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, I remember what um, Lou Holtz, the former Notre Dame football coach, said one time during a commencement speech, and this is May, so there's lots of commencement speeches going on right now. But he said this, you want to be happy for an hour? Eat a steak. You want to be happy for a day? Play golf. You want to be happy for a week? Go on a cruise. You want to be happy for a month? Buy a new car. You want to be happy for a year? Win the lottery. But if you want to be happy and content in life, follow Jesus Christ and put your faith in him. There's no doubt that that is true. But nowhere in the Bible does it say that we will always be free from trials and difficulties and things in this world that we have to overcome. There is a story, uh, there is story after story in Scripture, in the Bible, about people dealing with all kinds of things in their lives. <clears throat> we just finished talking about David and many of the things that he went through in, in his life. But you know, all those stories in the Bible are in there because they, they direct us back to where we find our hope and our redemption and our deliverance. And Peter is saying that even those who suffer for their faith or suffer through the difficulties of this life can still find their hope in the Lord. More is a uh, modern example of that. She went through some terrible things in her life, including being abused 
as a child. She has a new book that's actually a memoir about some of those things that she's been through. It's called, it's titled, All My Knotted Up Life. And she was speaking to women when, when uh, not long ago when she said these words, but this morning I'm, I'm changing it just a little bit so that it applies to all of us and not just women. But she was speaking this to women. I just want to make that clear. She said, I love to see somebody that thinks there is no hope for them thinks that there's no way out of a place where they have been harmed, minimized, or had their dignity taken from them. I just want them to know how valuable their life is and how valuable they are to their maker. With all of the bad in the world, Peter encourages us here to be the good and to be eager to do good, to be gentle and respectful. He says, this way you will be able to keep your conscience clear. And, and, you know, that's a much better way for us to live than going about life always fearing the consequences for what you've done. Jesus will forgive you of those things if you come to him with a repentant heart. But Jesus doesn't want you to just stay there. He wants you to be free. He wants you to have a clean and clear conscience before God. And, you know, praise the Lord that that is available to us. I mean, without it, we would be a mess. All of us would. And unfortunately, many people in this world are a mess because of that. They need Jesus, they, they need to be set free, and they need to walk in the light instead of the darkness. Maybe we should make that more personal this morning. Uh-oh, I went too far. I'm lost, Erica, where are we here? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Maybe it's you who need Jesus. Maybe you need to be set free. And you need to walk in the light instead of the darkness. That is how you find the hope that this world can't provide. It's only found in Jesus. One time this pastor was on a plane and, and the woman next to him found out that he was a pastor. And, and she said, so you're a preacher. You're, a, you're the guy with all of the answers. <laughs> and the pastor quickly responded to that by, by saying, no, I'm the guy who points to that guy. <laughs> and uh, that should really be the calling for all of us, you know. We all need to be pointing people to Jesus and sharing this hope with them. As Peter says in verse 15, always be ready to explain it. And Peter uh, provides a nice, concise response for us in verse 18 of how to do that. Christ suffered for our sins once for all time, he says. He never sinned, but he died for sinners to bring you safely home. God. 
That is the good news in less than 25 words. That's the hope that we have to share. And I think the hardest part of what Peter is saying here is that even if you do good for people and you share your faith in a gentle and a respectful way, you may still suffer for doing what is right. The hope is that if people speak against you, that, that they will be ashamed when they see the good life you live because you belong to Christ. And he says that in verse 16. But that may not happen in all cases. Some people don't seem to have a conscience and evil is always looking for a way to lead people away from the truth of God. But we must never give up in sharing this hope that we have in Jesus even if that might lead to us having to suffer, we are promised here that God will reward us for doing what is right. And, you know, there's a lot of things that lead us away from God or lead people away from God. We shouldn't be pulled in that direction. We put, shouldn't be pulled in the direction of lust and pride and sexual sins and materialism and uh, abuse of alcohol or drugs or pornography or lies, deceit, hatred, violence, gossip, all of those things lead to the bad news stories that we see on the nightly news. Jesus is the one who can lead us and others in a different direction. If we will desire him and seek after him instead of those other things. Perhaps these verses lead us to two questions this morning. First, are you saved? Are you born again and baptized in Jesus Christ? Have you in humility come to him and asked him to forgive you and begin to change your life into a much better life in Christ? If you still need that today for the days that are ahead of you, this is the day to do that. And I'm going to be up front here after the service. If you would like to come and make that commitment to Jesus today or just talk to me about it, I'll be here at the front after the service today. The second question then is this. And if you have been following Jesus as your Lord and Savior, are you always ready to share it and explain it if somebody asks you about the hope that you have. Of course, be gentle, respectful, as Peter tells us here. But tell them about the hope that you have in Jesus and how that hope is available to all people. Faith in Jesus is not something that is forced upon anyone. That's another thing that's wonderful about it. It's a free choice for us to make. But it is an opportunity for everyone to come to God in humility and in repentance and say, I need you, Jesus, because I cannot do this on my own. And so today, maybe perhaps you need to cry out to the Lord and you just need to ask for his help. As the psalmist said in that passage that was read earlier in the service, God has surely listened. 
and has heard my prayer. Praise be to God, who has not rejected my prayer or withheld his love from me. We sang about it earlier, but you know what a great reminder for all of us that, that God does not withhold his love from anyone. Amen? We all need to remember that today. And let's stand together and let's go to the Lord in prayer and just reflect on what Peter is encouraging us here today. <clears throat> Lord, thank you for each one here this morning. We thank you for, um, first and foremost, the faith and resilience of Peter, who has shared these words with us, uh, these words of encouragement with us this morning. And Lord, we just pray that our life may reflect the hope that he speaks of. And I, I pray, Lord, for everyone here. But Lord, if there's somebody here who feels like they do not have a clear conscience before the Lord, who needs to be forgiven for something in their life, in their past, I pray, Lord, that today would be the day that they would receive the sacrifice of grace that you have paid for them and that you have offered to them. Lord, if anyone here needs to receive you into their heart today and into their life for that changed life that can be experienced through you, I pray that this would be the day. And Lord, for those who are believers, I pray that all of us would be willing to share the good news of the hope that we have in you. And so place that on our lips, place it in our heart. Help us to be eager to do good for other people. And help us to see the good in other people. It's so hard or it's so easy for us to see the bad in people. Help us to see the good. Help us to see your reflection, the reflection of your image in the people that you have created. Lord, I just again, we thank you for this Mother's Day and all the women and mothers of this congregation. And we just uh, thank you for each one and pray your blessing on them today bless families and others as they gather today to celebrate Mother's Day. And Lord, we pray that your peace and your strength would go with us as we leave this place and go out into the world, a world that may not always love us and support us, but Lord, we know that we want to love them and show your love to them. And we pray that that would be our witness in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And all God's people said, amen. God bless everyone. Have a great Mother's Day.